Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where it is my job to interview folks breaking the status quo and break down the moments that changed their lives. And today on Bopcast, we have Kadeem Leslie. Kadeem is an author, a trader, investor, business owner, teacher. Uh, he probably does 10 other things too, I would assume. Definitely a multi-talented individual. He's a, he's a cellist, professional uh, cello player. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I could go on about that. We had a very interesting conversation about his book called The Full Student. It's basically a book that he wrote that he wished that he had when he went into college and uh, or before he went into college and a ton of actionable stuff in there and not just for college students but also just people in general and just a lot of life advice as well so we uh we had an amazing conversation and it was extremely powerful in my opinion so uh, thanks for listening and a quick message from the sponsor and we'll get right to the episode if you're a content creator like me you've needed music, background beats for videos, projects, anything. Um, and for me, I'm a music producer. I can go and make my own beat, but sometimes I just don't have the time. And I don't want to go on YouTube and use a beat that's been used hundreds of thousands of times by other people. So Soda Beats eliminates this issue. Whether you have 10 years of music experience or 10 minutes, you can make a beat on here. You can take uh, you know, 20 minutes and whip something up really fast uh, just, you know, uh, to use as background music or you can take hours and create a masterpiece. It's up to you, but Soda Beats makes it easy. It's a complete web-based platform, royalty-free with for-profit use. You can go and take your beat, do whatever you want with it after. To be honest, I think it's just fun to make beats on there too. It's a, I, I just, I love it. It's web-based. Open it up in Chrome um, when, you're, when you have a few minutes and, and mess around and make something awesome. So, uh, Soda Beats, best way uh, to make beats online right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bobcast. Today on Bobcast, I have my good friend, Kadeem Leslie. Now, I will introduce him, but I'm going to have him uh, do a little bit better introduction than I can. But in short, um, he's an author, a teacher, um, you know, a trader, uh, a business owner, a mentor, investor. And when I say teacher, I mean more through, you know, through his book, through his actual learnings, his teachings, his videos, his content, um, as well as this extremely an extensive book on how to be a successful college student. But in my opinion, um, I think it can apply to more of life as well. But uh, I don't want to, uh, that's, a, that's about as good as I'm going to butcher your introduction, man. So Kadeem, if you could, first of all, thank you for being here. And uh, if you could just introduce yourself uh, to the audience, we'd love to uh, hear what you're all about, man. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful introduction, I must say. Um, well, what, what's missing there um, is that I, I do play the cello. You can see the cello in the background. I like to have it there. Um, I'm a classically trained cellist. And so, you know, that's a little bit about me. I, I love the arts. Um, I, you know, consider myself to be a creative person. And so um, if that comes up in the conversation. We'll see where this goes. Um, but, you know, besides that, I, I do own my own real estate company, um, which is, you know, operates in three countries now, which is just fantastic. I am 22. I'm a senior in college. I'm about to graduate. I'm, I, I'm a straight A. Um, student, and as Ryan said, and I've written a book called The Full Student, which you should definitely go on Amazon and get. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it, man. So yes, yeah, so you've written this book, The Full Student. You do all these other things. Um, you know what connected with me personally is you know the ability to not be defined by your position in college, not be defined by where. Oh, I am a kid. So I'm going to do what every other kid is doing, right? So, so many people, so many of us, and the only reason that happens is because we don't know anything else. Um, and, and nobody opens our eyes to this whole world of investing, trading, whatever it might be. Right. So I, um, for me, like I wasn't really one to go out to parties and stuff like that. I was working on myself. I was working on my music, as you know, it was the same thing that you were doing. You were, when you, when you have, when you play instruments, when you make music, whatever, like you have to set aside that time to practice. So boom, you're taking that out of the equation now too. Right. That's no, you don't have time for other stuff. Um, you know, then you're working on business. I was working on my business too. In my senior year of college. Just before I came here, I was practicing. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. I completely believe that, man. Like that's, <laughs> I know. Cause that's the grind, man. And that's why we're doing this just so folks know they're not going to know when it's out, but we're doing this at nine o'clock at night and on Monday. Um, that's right. Because that's exactly. when, that's when we have time to do it. And, right. right. And, you know, respect to you, you're still in college and you're about to graduate. Um, but you know, for me, I, I'm, I'm going to start a little more, 
uh, broad and then go more specific. I do have a lot of different questions to ask you, but um, in short, you know, or to summarize, what is the main, what was the main reason for you to, uh, the main reason that you wrote this book? Was it a moment in time? Was it a thought, a realization that you had? Was it a compilation of all your experiences? And you one day realized, I really have to put this in writing. You know, why did you want to write this? It's the last thing that you said, um, and you hit it right on the nail. It was a compilation of many different things that happened over um, several years. You know, um, I, in the introduction of the book, I laid out where the story began, which was, you know, um, in grade nine, you know, in grade seven, I was at the bottom of my class. And then about grade nine, I foresaw college coming. Right. And so I knew I needed to change. And at that time in grade nine, I decided, well, you know, I couldn't afford college. And so the only way I was going to get to college is, well, if I got myself together on this cello and also settled down and got great grades. You know, I so I moved myself. I remember the first time I got to 21st in the class and I moved myself to 14th and then 11th and then 7th and then 3rd. And then I eventually got to number one by the time I graduated high school. Um, and I had the highest GPA um, of anyone in my year, you know, and that was my journey. And it didn't happen overnight. As I said, I moved, 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 moved. But, you know, after each semester, I refined and I refined and I refined. And, you know, as I was, so that happened before I came to college. And then in the spring semester of my sophomore year, I was thinking to myself, I'm a peer advisor at college. And the, the same strategies that I found that helped me to achieve straight A's, even in college, I believe that they could have helped all the students. So I started to, you know, you know, uh, tutor students, quote unquote. I was also teaching high school students through a program called Trio Upward Bound. And I was also, you know, I am a cello teacher. And so, you know, being around students and just knowing what students do to excel how excellence looks like as a student you know different strategies and so on even the mindset behind what it takes to be just a great student um, and then going beyond that you know combining that with the business side of things which has always been a part of me since grade nine and before that um, i found that just putting these things down in writing instead of just telling the people that i can meet one-on-one -on -one with i believe it could help just thousands more people and so the full student was written. It has taken two years and it's finally out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that um, too in the, in the book as well as a kind of like it's seven years of research, but it took you two to write it, right? If that's right. If I'm exactly. correct on that. Um, and really in reality, it was a lifetime of research, right? And it was really just you getting to, it took you your entire life to get you to that point. But I, I'd like it's, to- it's a, yeah. it's a running joke for me that this is technically my life's work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, not much, you know, sh in the short lives that we've lived, right? Right, really, right. <laughs> for real, man, for real. But you have great perspective and you're definitely, um, you know, you have the perspective, the wisdom of somebody much, you know, um, you know, much, much older than yourself, at least from what I've seen. I'm the same age as you, um, you know, I'm 22 as well. Uh, right. gradu graduated in college in December, but um, you know, still in a very, you know, kind of similar position. But so I, I, I'm, I'm curious too, when it came to what, so you really, you wanted to, you sought to get good grades because right. you knew that college was coming, but right. you weren't always getting good grades. So what was your approach was it study more was it like was there so i know in this whole thing i know in this answer is that's how you found all these tips and tricks and mindset and whatever to get there but like what was your first like when you said okay i'm gonna change i'm gonna get i'm gonna focus on school now what did you start to try to do so the story in chapter one in the book um speaks to that but i'll, I'll say a little bit more about that story so um the story begins that you know the people tell you to work, just work harder, you know? And I'm sure, you know, every American reading know that that's what the American dream is. Just work hard and you'll make it. You know, that, that's not exactly how it works, right? And there are things besides just working hard, but you do have to work hard. And so I will say that you do have to work hard, right? So it's only one part of the equation, right? Exactly. So one, I did start working harder, much harder, <laughs> definitely. So I, Remember, you know, some of the sacrifices that I made, like, for example, playing the cello, 
Um, I would wake up at seven o'clock, four o'clock in the morning and practice until seven, which was three hours, right? And I would practice during the lunchtime. So I wouldn't take lunch when everyone else took lunch, um, which actually helped me, um, you know, in hindsight, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. And then I'd practice again at night. So then I'd practice five hours every day while still doing studies. And then I would also teach music after school. Now, what happened was because I had no time after school, I didn't have time to study. So then in the time that I did have to study, it was probably doing homework rather than studying. And so I had to find a way to make sure that I stayed on top of my schoolwork while also studying. Now, what I just said earlier about practicing during lunchtime, what actually helped was, so when most people eat lunch, and this happens in the corporate world, this happens in the student, you know, for everyone, when we eat lunch, we get tired in the afternoon. Inadvertently, what helped me was to practice during lunchtime. And so when I came back from lunch, I was wide awake. I was, I was you fasted. almost on caffeine. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just stumbled up on that. But it so happened that that worked out for me. Um, and so in doing those things, I said, okay, well, what can I do to not have to spend time after class? You know, pay attention, stuff like that. And, you know, so the book was written. <laughs> for me man that's so powerful because i think a lot of the a lot of the issue that people face is they actually as you know we don't make time nobody makes time for absolutely things. we don't make it you can't create it it's finite we same have this much hours. same 24 hours right yeah. and i think it, a lot of it is being in this mindset where you can't you feel like you're out of control of your time right when in reality, we're very much in control of certain, you're not control in control of uh, your right. most things you're not in control of, but right. what you can control most of the time is your time. Absolutely. And, but where, so, so you, for you, it wasn't an option. There wasn't options. It's not like, well, I could just not practice. But well, I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, that, it, that I think good. in some people's minds, like they just give <laughs> themselves an option, man. You didn't give yourself the option. Right, because I, I knew I knew that you know I didn't want to fall behind, and I knew I didn't I knew where I wanted to go, and I knew that at some point I would have to work hard, and I could either work hard, no, like right as we're here, and you know this isn't working. You know? <laughs> I know this is fun. This is <laughs> this is fun. Now, <laughs> when I go to edit this, that's what. <laughs> there you go. Right. So I I could choose the type of hard work I wanted to do. Yes. And if I started that choice earlier then I would find myself enjoying the hard work more. You know, I, I think, you know, um, living a life where you, you know, are daily, day in, day out, working on your dreams, you know, 12-hour days, 10-hour days, whatever, um, versus, you know, working the same amount of time and struggling to pay your bills. Both of those things are hard. And... I'm not going to say that you get to decide because you know, that's not true for everyone. But if you have the choice to decide, I think living the life where you can pursue your dreams day in, day out, that's the type of heart that I think people should go for. I'm with you. And I think some people are just meant, it's it's a responsibility thing and, and it's a problem thing. So it's what kind of problems do you have and what kind of responsibilities do you want right. to have? Some right. people want nine to five problems. Some people want entrepreneur problems. Some right. people want musician right. problems. Some people right. want accountant <laughs> problems. So right. it's just about what type of problems you want and, and at, at what type of, of day, fires you want to put out, you know? Right. And, and I will say um, embedded in that story was discipline. I think so... For, so I remember like there was a series of like one summer where I was meeting a lot of people and I had to do the same icebreaker like maybe five times over one summer. And the icebreaker was um, use three words to describe you. And two of the words would always change. But one word that would remain, and this is how I remember it now, would be focused. And within focus implies discipline. And so, you know, getting up at four o'clock is not something that the average person is willing to do. And it would mean that I would have to have gone to bed by 8 p.m. Now, you can imagine as a 17, 16-year-old. I wouldn't be able to do that's this. That's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and looking back, no, I, I don't do that. No, I don't. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that now, right? But to to be able to have been able to do that, it, it just requires massive amounts of discipline. 
And that's not something that you can pick up in a book. That's just mm. something that's within you. You have to you know, build and it. It's you deciding what's important to you now and in the future. So I would say discipline goes a far way. And I think that our generation needs more. <laughs> that's it. You know, they, we do. And we're pulled, and you know, we have a lot of pulls, pushes, and pulls in, in this direction, right. in that direction. It, it is harder. And, 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 oh, but I'm in seven group chats, and it's bling, bling, bling all day. Yes. It's just the phone's right. lighting up, right? And, and so you get to the end of the day, you're like, oh, like, oh, I'm just right. going to go to bed. Like, you know, and, and you feel like all, right. it was all lost. So when the, the, the way to fix that is discipline, right? And, and right. tracking your time and actually knowing what you do every day, starting your morning right. off. I mean, all of these different things. Um, and I'd like to definitely touch on that um, more as well. But, and I'm going to go through, I have the chapters written down. So, you know, we're sure. going to be going through certain aspects of the chapters as well. But sure. I'd like to ask you this. What is the definition of the full student? What is a full student in Kadeem's terms? All right. So, um, there are three definitions, but I think um, my favorite definition of what it means to be full is there are, well, actually, I'll give you two. <laughs> so there are multiple aspects to each of us, right? And being full is one about balance. So um, there are financial aspects, physical, spiritual, emotional, right? Um, familial. Um, and the list goes on and on. But being full is maximizing all of these areas as much as you can. So you can't maximize financial without maximizing your spiritual aspect, right? And you'll find even, you know, you'll find that if you really study what, you know, wealthy people do with their time, they spend it to focus on spiritual stuff, which is, you know, not just spiritual, but mental stuff. Right, you'll read that. Um, I think it is. I think it's Warren Buffett. Um, I'm not sure, but it could be Warren Buffett that he takes a week off every year. I think week. Is it Warren Buffett? Do you know? I I, I would say so. He also drinks. Them. He also drinks Coca Cola and eats a lot of McDonald's. So we can. No, no I'm just throwing <laughs> that. that in there. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, even like taking a think week, and you'd say that. Well, he can take a think week. He's but he's Warren Buffett. He do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also more busy. He's. Yeah, oh, still yeah. I'm on your side hours. of this, man. I'm on your side of this. Right. Yeah. Right. He's also he's also more busy than the average person. He's responsible. A hundred. He's more. In, he's the top 10 and most influential, probably people on earth. Almost. Right. Like, right. Probably. And then if he can take a week off, then. <laughs> yeah, but this right. is the thing. People are going on vacation just to post the picture on Instagram. Right. So the fact that to take a week off, they're like, well, I'm going to Cancun, dude. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So this right. is but the then, mindset. Right. So then he can take a week off to think, turn off his phone, then come back with solutions to real problem. And other people have come back from a week with pictures. Totally different. And definitely more problems. To, right. Yeah, <laughs> more know, problems. Less healthy. You know, I mean, the list goes on. And, right. and decompressing right. is its own thing, and people do it in their own way. Right. Um, so that, that's one definition of, yeah. of full, uh, maximizing all areas. The other definition of full is, so with each year passing, I would like to say that the best year of my life was last year. No. How does that look? So... Imagine someone who is 60. I'm sure you've heard this often. Oh, I remember the college years. Those were the best years. Oh, let me tell you about Jimmy, right? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, you love the story, but that's 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 kind of sad, you know, because college ended 40 years ago. You know, like you're saying that for those 40 years, nothing happened. Man, I don't want to live like that. I want every year to be progressively full of life and cherish each moment. And the second part of that is you'll read that. Um, so you'll read often Make-A-Wish Foundation and you read their story or you also read on, what's that show called? American Idol. You'll also read on American Idol that someone went through some traumatic experience. They have cancer. They're about to die in two years, three months, six months. And they'll say for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do everything I want to do because I'm going to die. 
we're all going to die though. <laughs> right? We just yes. don't know when. So then why not live like that every day? The people around you, you should be enjoying them. Right? The things that you do, you should be enjoying them. Just be great at whatever it is that you do. Because you know, just like them, that you will die. That's powerful. That's the truth, though. Um, yeah. I actually, I have a reminder on my phone um, every single morning. It's not, I definitely, some days I don't look at it because I've had it on my phone for like for about a year now. But it pops up at 9 a.m. every morning when I start to work. It's typically when I start working. Sometimes 8. I mean, it just depends on the day. But it sure. says, life will end, period, gratitude, period. And every morning, not every morning, most mornings, I do see it. I recognize it and I read it because right. it's a reminder that, yeah, life will end. Yeah. And you got today, man. Yeah. You might not even have to, you might not have tomorrow, but you got today. And right. I, a lot of what you say, you have, you, it's completely true. I'm wondering, did you, were your parents any type of influence in this? Uh, did they have any sort of uh, influence in the kind of, you know, living life to the fullest type of thing? Well, interestingly, there's, there, there's, there's so much packed in there. Um, so I, I will say, so my mother, um, she died when I was in grade seven. So when I was 10, this is 2012, um, which would have been 11 years ago, right? Um, which is actually why the book was launched on March 18th, because that would have been her birthday. So the book was launched. Um, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so my mother, um, she was a social worker. And I remember there's so many stories about her that I have heard that have showed me that that has showed me that she was such a powerful woman. So one thing, I remember being at, you know, her memorial, and inside the church held around 500 people. The church was packed, right? The annex, which was the, you know, the separate place, that was also packed, right? And there were people standing back there. Also, there was a tent on this grass here, and there's a tent on this grass here. There were perhaps over 800, almost a thousand people. And she was one person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like people flew in just for her memorial service. And that was in 2010. Like this was like just after the recession. Like people didn't care. You see what I'm saying? Like it's incredible. And I'm not saying that, you know, we should judge by a memorial service, but I'm just showing that, I'm just saying that to show you just how impactful she was as a social worker. And she was full, <laughs> right? Because she, she full. lived her life impacting people everywhere. You know, one of the things that she did was setting up housing schemes for people who were from poverty-stricken neighborhoods so that they could move from homelessness, move from, you know, um, unestablished housing centers into permanent residence that was funded by the government. And then, you know, they could going and do this, that, that, that's powerful stuff. And if I can have that kind of impact, um, just even half of that, you know, I think, you know, I would accomplish something really great with my life. And so I'm following those footsteps. Wow. Wow. And I'm sorry that she passed, but I'm also, I'm so happy for, for what she did and the son that she, you know, created and put out into this world and that you followed that path. It's, She's wonderful. It's, it's, it's because of her that you can now, now she touched thousands and you can touch hundreds of thousands or exponential, right? I'm going um, for it. I'm going for it. Yeah. Oh, you got it, man. It's, it's not, you don't, you don't even got to think about it, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Right. But it's, um, it's so wonderful that every now and then there will be someone that comes up to me and says, you don't know me, but your mother changed my life. And so I'm going to help you. And I can't explain stuff like that, you know, like, I, I did nothing to deserve their help or, you know, their friendship or, you know, whatever they bring to me. But just because of the things that my mother did, that just lasted decades. You know, that's 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 powerful you know, stuff. People think people think that that this stuff is about work or it's about money or it's about all of these things. You know, cars, man, we all, love, you know, anything you want to put your assign 
your your next goal or happiness to whatever it is. But yeah. when you say maximize all these aspects of life, you're not kidding. Like actually, and you're right. Your family, that's your number one, and that's your rock. Right. Your mom is your rock. You might have another one, but to me, it seems like she's your rock, man. She's holding yeah. you. She's holding you down in a great way, meaning holds you down to the ground. Oh, and yeah. and saying, you know, you know, Kadeem, this is why, you know, you're out here doing this, man. You better work. And that's what you're doing, you know, and to help that. Um, but it is so important. And I feel like we lose it in the college, in the going out to do partying, in the yeah. entrepreneurship, diving into our work and not looking back. And even no matter which way you want to put it, it's so easy to go farther away from that. When in reality, like at the end of the day, man. If somebody you love is in, is in the hospital, your world's done. Your world stops, pauses, right. no matter what meeting you have. Right. Right. So, man, I, I just think that's extremely powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that story because it's not, yeah. it's probably not easy to share. Um, and, you know, I, there's a lot of different um, ways we can go, but I have a specific question about your, you know, the research that you've done and what, and I'm not sure if you've looked at the system as a whole, um, but I assume you have, but I'm, I'm wondering from you, you know, is there, did you find anything as to why kind of school is kind of set up at like it is? Because it's not set up to create you or me or be a full student, really. Right. I don't think it is. So is there, do you have any insights uh, kind of on that? Well, so there, there are a few things. Um, one, it, it can't be because the, so college serves the masses, right? And as you go up, the numbers start to dwindle. And that's when, you know, you're expected to say, okay, as your master's student, now you have a one-on-one relationship with your professor. Now you can create something of substance. But that's only two years, (laughs) right? You know, you, you were in college for four years. And even before that, you were in high school for three, four, five years more, right? And so it's not it's not necessarily the best way to go about waiting until masters right so it can't do that um another aspect of it is so we so let, let's take i think degrees where the only option for someone to go out and then earn from their degree is to go back and be a teacher and a professor. Mm-hmm. And I think of, you know, I don't want to, you know, shame on anybody's degree, but it does happen a lot for certain degrees, right? So if you have that professor thinking, okay, I'm teaching this to students so that they can go get the degree and then go teach, and that's the type of thinking that continues. So then you have the majority of professors that are training you. And it works that same way for professors who went out, got their degree, went out, did their entire career in Wall Street or did their entire career in at CBS or, you know, Silicon Valley. They're training you to go do that, right? Which is to be an employee, right? They're, they're training you to think one way. And so in the examples, you hear in the examples that they give, um, your employer is going to want you to know this, right? This is something that big companies look for, right? Rather than saying, this is something that will help you with your life, right? This is something that will help you when you're trying to do taxes, <laughs> right? We don't frame things that way. And perhaps maybe when college just started, like maybe in like 14th something BC, <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever maybe that it was, was like that. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> But no, after several centuries of the same thing, that's what's happening. And even in the examples, it goes down. Um, you know, and there are several universities that try to change that. There's Full Sail, for example. There's Holt, um, very specialized universities that cater to that. Um, but the majority isn't like that, um, and that's that's just what's happening. So, yeah, yeah. And we've had we've all had our fair share of. I mean, if you weren't if you didn't go to college, you've had teachers that were you know, there to take a paycheck. And if you went to college, then you had a lot of, you've probably, I hate to say it, but probably a lot of professors 
who weren't there in the best interest of the student, you know? Um, I will say, um, so I agree. Um, I, I fortunately, I go to a school, shout out to Seton Hall University, um, where a majority of the professors do care about students. And I know that that's not the same at every university, so I'm fortunate for that. But I would also say that a majority of the professors are still that mindset where they're training you to be an employee, right? They're training you because this is a job and this is how they make a living. And then there are other professors who are thinking a little bit outside the box that they want you to be a little bit more full. And then there's a very min- very small number of professors. And if, if you probably know them because they've had such an impact on you, um, as you're listening to this, I'm sure like just five names pop into your mind. Those professors are the ones that they understand that college isn't the end all, right? And they will show you things that have nothing to do with college. And maybe they'll have a lesson that wasn't even in the syllabus, right? They'll have conversations with you that have nothing to do with the actual coursework, right? Those are the professors that that, that changed lives. And I found that those professors are often the ones that are not depending on the college paycheck. I found that, um, you know, they tend to um, be already well off or they have other interests or they are full professors. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they live that full they life. They think outside the box, right? Already, yes. Uh, one professor comes to mind. Unfortunately, only one. Uh, maybe two <laughs> or th- two, actually two, um, that had full lives um and i'm talking i went to a nationally ranked community college which was very pretty high level um had shitty professors there too obviously but then i went to a state university had one that's where i had one that one that he said listen this book don't worry about it right right (laughs) you know what he said he said i'm gonna teach you guys how to make apps so you can sell them (laughs) exactly (laughs) Exactly. He was a marketing professor, right? These are the type of professors that we need in university. These are the type of professors. Not that even. Create. I'm not. I'm thinking school. Like this is the thing. Like you gotta right. have. Obviously, we know how messed up the. And I knew you would agree with that too. And we know how. Like you know, it's where it's brought up to. The way I always explain it is, I'm not sure if you agree with this way that it's explained, but basically, the level that you're at is trying to prepare you for the next level, whether it does or not. So, but that's always this, what they say. They say, you're in elementary school. Well, you got to go to middle school next year. You go to middle school. You're here. You're like, eh, okay. Like, it's kind of what I thought. And then you're in middle school. You're like, hey, you got to go to high school. You get to high school. You're like, I don't know. This is not, you know, these people haven't been to high school and <laughs> since they were in high school, you know? Okay. So, but they're trying to prepare you for the next level. High school, they're trying to prepare you for college. And then college, they're trying to pre- prepare you for a job. I right. Guess. And then right. you get to the job. This is where people, this is where things go crazy. People get, they d- did this whole track, man, because this is the track of their lives. Right. And they get to the job and they go, oh my God, this is it. There's nothing else. <laughs> this this <sucks>. is it. <laughs> yeah, this but sucks. Of people, it does. And, and that's, that, that to me is just crazy because how can you have an entire system that is pushing people to jobs? when a majority of people hate their jobs yeah. like a majority like not not like statistically a significant percentage statistically most people majority. don't like their jobs that's crazy yeah a, a great something book is wrong a great, something is wrong 100 percent. many things are wrong but <laughs> you know and the thing is and we're gonna like at this point i'm probably transition more to the book just to talk because you have a ton of solutions and a ton of actionable stuff that i want to get to sure um, i think it's important to highlight this stuff though um and, and, and yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's an issue, man. And, and, and it's just this, this entire thing. And just the fact that it, it may take you that long to wake up, um, right. because there's not a lot of people who are going to tap you on the shoulder and be like, Hey man, let me show you how it really works over here. Like well, you're not, you kind of have right. to go out and find those people and you don't even know how to find them. So, um, one mentors, right. Yes. You said it exactly. You have to find mentors. I think, you know, um, creating something without a mentor is, is a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you also said it that it's not just required at college to have these teachers, professors that you know are, are interested beyond just preparing you for a job or the next level. 
And I was fortunate to have that in high school. And, you know, his name was Lorenzo Hall. Shout out to him too. Um, I'll, I'll send him this and tell him I shouted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I gave him a shout out. Um, but um, so one of the things that, you know, I remember when I, when I met him and we didn't meet on good terms. I was <laughs> very arrogant. It's, it's usually <laughs> how it starts, though. The great At the time. Right, 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 right. And then he took me under his wing and, and showed me, you know, one, um, you need to get rid of your arrogance. <laughs> that's not going to help you. Um, and, and then also, you know, he challenged me on things like faith. That's how we started. And he challenged me to think about investment. He challenged me to think about time, about money, about what it is that I want to do in five years. And he really got my brain thinking. And he had no, he was my music teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing to do with anything yeah. at all. <laughs> Going off that, can you tell the boat story? Okay, sure. So the, it, so I told that story for a five-year plan. Okay, so in, in short, um, I was getting ready to go to a private island, right? And I'd never gone to a private island before. And uh, so, you know, I met her and, you know, the friend's name was Gus, right? Um. And as we're going out to the private island, we went by boat and we're going out and a storm hits, right? And it was me, Gus, and the captain. Now, I panicked and passed out. But when I woke up, the storm was done and the captain was missing, <laughs> right? Um, so, um, luckily, Gus woke me up. And told me that the captain was gone and he knew where we were heading. And so he decided to go in the opposite direction to get back to the mainland. No, what I said in the presentation was, as we got back to land, I couldn't help but think three things. <laughs> One, which was, I wonder if I'm going to get my money back. <laughs> and that was the first thing. <laughs> Second thing, I was wondering where the captain was. I was wondering if he was okay. Um, to this day, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I hope he's okay. Um, but the third thing was, what if Gus didn't know where he was going? What if Gus didn't know where the captain was going? And I think that, you know, there, there were more people on the boat, but I tell it like that to indicate that they were, really three options for where you want to go in life, right? Which was that you can either be like the captain who, you know, disappears when things get hard. Um, you can be like me who passes out <laughs> and also leaves their fate up to someone else, which was the captain and Gus. If they didn't know where they were going, I probably wouldn't be here. Or you could be like Gus, which is to develop a plan, know where you're going. And so if anything happens, you have a plan with how to adapt and how to adjust. The, yeah, I loved how you told that. And I just, because uh, obviously, as you know, st storytelling is the best way to learn something. Um, oh, yes. The best way to embed it in your head, the best way to connect with it. Um, yes. And I just, I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed that, that, that that's how you framed it. And uh, what you did harp on as well was the five-year plan. Um, right. And as you mentioned, like, you know, Gus, he was the plan guy in that situation. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I actually, so recently I connected with uh, this entrepreneur, uh, his name's Henry, and he's sold like $500 million worth of companies. You know, he's this, you know, was this huge CEO, now he's a business coach. Um, but what he told me, he was like, he was like, make a 90 day plan and watch what happens. And I oh, said, yeah. I said, that's exactly what I need right now. You know, like, it's like that, oh. that when I thought about it, I was like, that's the, like, one of the solutions to... Such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. Like go to Walmart, buy an actual physical planner, costs like right. $4, mm -hmm. actually write it out and you know stick to it. Absolutely. But so that's, that's the, my experience with the plan. The I've never made, same 24 hours, man. I, I've never made a plan other than like, I've made a plan to make an album and like mm -hmm. write, record, mix, master, produce, release, distribute, market, you know, my music and do all that. Like I've made a plan for that, but now... Now I have a business, man. This isn't for fun. Now this is right. livelihood, right? So, and That's obviously right. I have a lot of fun, but um, so I'm right now getting into the mindset of like, all right, I have, I'm down. Let's do ninety. Let's do a year. Let's do two years and five. Um, my my goals started to become that 
but my plan didn't reflect my goals. I stopped at right. the goal and forgot right. about the plan. So right. what's the importance of the five-year plan? The importance of the five-year plan. And within the five-year plan, I will say that it does cater to having that one-year plan. And that was one of the points that was made in the video. I don't know if it was... I don't know if the video got that far or if you got that far. Not sure <laughs> but, if I did. I'm not sure if I did. But. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so um, at the end, we did a workshop, which was, you know, the title of the video, I think. Um, it was a workshop um, where the so the five-year plan combines with starting at the end. So as you're getting to the end, there are things that you need to do before you get to the five-year plan. So in the next three months, you must be going after something. In the next two weeks, you must be going after something. Year, two year, four year. And it doesn't even have to be a five year. It could be six. It could be. But the point is that there are steps along that way that you must write down as you're going. I actually read something on Instagram today. And I will say just a note to people who are listening. Um, as I'm scrolling down my Instagram every day, um, what I get on my page, on my feed is inspiration and business tips and, you know, um, well, sports too. <laughs> uh, but I feed my Instagram with things that inspire me, that push me, that give me information. And I will say, if you are following people and friends and their highlights, just, you know, unfollow them. <laughs> you don't have to follow these people. Um, um, so use your Instagram, something that you use often to inspire you and motivate you daily. Um, I will say that that um, is something that could help someone. So I just decided to say, um, but as I was saying, I saw it today and it said, write down your goal in pen, but your plan in pencil. And I thought that was just, oh, that's just, that's just wonderful. Wow. That's because <laughs> that's just, man, that's it. Yeah. That's you know what wonderful. I, I uh, do you, are you familiar with Jay Shetty? Uh, no, I'm not. Jay, you'll love Jay Shetty. Um, he has this book called think like a monk. Uh, he was, okay. he's from the UK. Okay. So Jay Shetty. Um, yeah, this, he's one, he, where he got very popular was the Facebook videos where he commentated on them. And there's like, you know, he's talking about literally that, you know, all the things we're scrolling on our feed, we're mindless, we're doing all these things. And, um, and you know, that's, that's, that's something, um, you know, that, uh, that he said too, of just kind of like, it's, it's about what's in front of you too. And like the, the fact, the thing that I had to realize too, is I did the same thing, man. I started following entrepreneurs. I started following hundreds and hundreds of artists, um, right. all people right. who are doing what I, cause when I see them in the studio, I'm like, Oh man, that's true. I gotta get to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> when I see, when I see people like just chasing clout, like they're literally just on a beach somewhere. It's like, that doesn't, that just makes me sad. I'm not on a beach, man. So it's I like, follow those people. <laughs> I followed them too, man. You gotta be like, Oh, I'm just not God, interested. Man. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Uh, this is what I remembered about Jay Shetty too. Um, the, my original point. So he mentioned him and Big Sean. Not sure if you're familiar with Big Sean, but yes. uh, great rapper. Yeah, um, and he's done a lot of self work as well, uh, which I'm really impressed with. But um, he, he's got to be writing a book someday. But him, they were talking, and he said people confuse the goal with the target, mm. and this is just the way they frame it. But um, what I added into it is the spark. So the spark can be when you play cello, when you first picked up cello and you're like, oh, this is fun. Like you weren't even right. good at it and you loved it, right? Spark. Um, the goal is remain calm, stay disciplined, stay focused, um, you know, still, you know, go to the gym, maintain physical uh, health and mental health. That's the goal. And then the target is what you're shooting for. I think right. that I think it's okay to say that's the goal and this is the target. It doesn't matter what the words are. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times we, as well as, yes, we can make the plan. We can do these things, achieve them. But right. we also got to make sure that, because I don't know about you, but I forget to eat sometimes, man. So it's like, that's harder for me than the work, dude. The work okay. is like, I love the work. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, you kind of have to, it, when you come back to it, it's that all encompassing, the same thing that uh you know you said in the beginning and and i think that's that's a good Absolutely. point um or a good spot to transition to to some of the chapters in the book um sure. and one, one that stood out to me which is something that has given me trouble something that i was definitely more easy so i'll say it like this i've been making music for a long time i've been writing music for maybe four or five years when you write a song when you record a song when you do when you 
you know, you're playing cello for hours at a time. You get into a flow state. And right. in that flow state, your phone could go off. Your, your brain won't even hear it. And if it does, then that probably means you're not in it. <laughs> Sometimes it's you try to get in and you can't. And you're like, what's wrong? I'm trying to get in. I want to do this. You have the guitar in your hand. Right. You've been playing for 15 minutes. You're just not feeling it, man. Right. Um, and so I've had increasingly more and more of those instances. And, and only because I have so many different things to do. And it probably comes back to the planning. But for you, where did the flow state, did the flow state start with music? And if not, where did it start? And why is that important? That's actually funny because, um, yes, yes. That actually did, um, which is funny you mentioned that. Um, give me one sec. Let me just get my lip balm. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Um, it's it's very funny that you mentioned that. Um, it actually has something to do with music. And, you know, music, before coming to college, has been a part of me, which is why I just can't put it down. Even as I'm, I'm an entrepreneur now and, you know, I, you know, I, I still can't put on music. It's just it's it's just a part of me. Um, even though it, it sometimes frustrates me. <laughs> um, but I will say, um, as you're practicing your instrument, three four hours is what's required every day. Especially as you get to a certain stage where you see yourself as a professional and you have to be at a certain level. You can't slack off. In other words, and to keep that and to improve, it requires time. If you stop every ten minutes to check your phone, it, it's it's a it's a waste of that three hours. You know, if you stop every ten minutes and then spend five minutes on your phone. So, as musicians, we learn that when we're practicing, we turn off our phone because we don't want to be disturbed, right? And and you said it. Other side the of studio, the room. Yep. You're right. It's in a different room, even. Different room. Yep. We, so we learn to turn off your phones. We learn to shut off our, um, our laptops. Um, everything, all distractions are gone. And so carrying that over into our studies, for some reason, you know, it's a stretch to carry it over as students. Even students who are musicians struggle to carry it over to their academics. But if we do, you'll find that so much more gets done. Um, one of the books that really helped me with that was Deep Work by Carl Newport. Just understanding that you have to get into that zone. But going back to the book, Joe. So flow state learning, as it is in the book, is not so much about once you're carrying out an activity, right? Let's say you're in a basketball game and you're in the game and you're in the zone. It's not so much about being in the game. It's when you're learning, when you're in training. Right. So when you're practicing the cello and it's just you, it's just you and the cello. When you're in the gym for three hours and you you skip the meal and you didn't even realize it. And all you're doing is working on that right there. Right. And that motion, that's flow state learning. And to get into that space, one, the first requirement is that you have to remove distractions. The second thing is that your mind has to be calm, because if you're worried about you know, you know what what your boyfriend said or your girlfriend said. If you're worried about you know like bills coming down, you, you're not going to get there because you're only going to be halfway, right? So that's the second requirement. Third requirement is that well, you have to be uh, goal oriented, right? So once you you can't just be mindlessly shooting because then you're not making progress, <laughs> right? Yeah. So as you're with your cello, sitting down, okay. How do I get into this mode? I remove distractions. I'm thinking about the cello. What is the goal that I'm working on? And it's here that you become a scientist, I like to call, <laughs> where you're testing and then doing right reiterations, right? Test, reiterate. Test, didn't work, reiterate. Test, test. Okay, that worked, <laughs> right? And then you keep going. And it's the same thing with sports. It's the same thing with app development. It's the same thing. With, with being a musician, it, it, it's just the same process and it doesn't change. And the better that you get at it, the further you go, the more consistent that you are with it. Because some people do it when it's exam time, right? 
<laughs> some people they get really yeah. good at, at gapping right. their time then right yeah, yeah. They, they oh get six really hours good i'll just do that. it till three in the morning yeah right they get yeah, that really sense. good for that you know six yeah. days yeah, six yeah. Hours, <laughs> two day, right, right yeah but if, if you can do it right throughout the semester which is what the full semester uh the full student is about yeah. if you can do it um if you can do it from the time you're 17 up until the time you're 23 just imagine you know just imagine what can happen and, and that's it, it makes such, just such a big difference i it's compound compound interest the compound effect that's another compound, book compound effect. i love to yeah, read so I, okay so you know i this is a little bit off topic but rich dad poor dad oh, of course yeah okay good think and grow rich of course. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm just we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> if, if if you haven't read this book, either of these books, if you never even are thinking about being an entrepreneur, you still got to read them. Like they'll, uh, yeah. they'll blow your mind. They'll blow your mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, that's that's really interesting. So did the when so you basically took the mu- did you take the the music time gapping the three four hour sessions and then you just applied it to studying consistently. As, well, I try to put things simply, so I'm not that easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, perfect. But yeah, break it you down. know, if you if you were to summarize it, um, the end, the, the two endpoints are correct, yeah. right? Um, so it, it started in music and it ended up it ended up in academics. But there's a certain way that you study, though, on top of that, right? And that's also in the book. So the technique that I um, implement, and it, it's the core of what is proven, which is that. Um, so being undistracted, right, as you're sitting down to study, whatever the subject is, and I think one of the beautiful things about the full student is that it is written for any major. I, you know, people who are in social work can get something. I'm an economist. People who are in biology can get something from this. I'm in music, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it just spans the entire gamut of the different majors that can be applied. So going back to the study techniques, something called the Feynman technique. So embedded in the Feynman technique is that one, you have to write on what you know as if you're explaining it to someone who is 12. Because if you don't know it that well, then you don't know it. It's really that simple. You kind of know it, and then you go into the exam and you realize, oh crap, (laughs) I actually don't know it. (laughs) And so that's the first thing. And the second thing is that the things that you don't know that you can't explain to a 12-year-old you have to go back and learn them. But we lie to ourselves and say, you know, oh, no, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I know it well enough, right? And what's in the middle of that is the test, right? And all students know this, that doing example questions or past papers or, you know, um, sample papers, you know, you know what I'm saying? All students know that the more tests, more mock exams that you do, the better you do on the real thing because you'll get the opportunity to be under exam conditions more. It's the same thing. The more chance that you get to test yourself as you're studying, the better you'll be. And that's what's embedded in the Feynman technique, which is that you have to test yourself to know that you can explain it. And then if you can't, corrections. And then do it again. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense to shoot soccer goals if you're trying to play basketball. Like it's like, yeah, right. you got to test because right. it's a test. <laughs> right. Um, but and I love what you said. You know what I realized too is it's very easy to make things complicated. It's right. hard to make things simple. It's right. hard to put them in simple terms. It it's seems absolutely. like the opposite is true, but it's not. It's you learn that in music. It's actually harder to play uh, slower. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so difficult. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Because man, you got that. You got to really like for me. Like I started rapping fast because I was a drummer, man. So right. when I started rapping, I was rapping fast, like da 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 da. And but my hom- slowing down. My homies Oof. were like, "Hey, yo, your bars are great. We love your music, but we have no idea what you're talking about." And then I went, "Oh my god!" Like that was the best advice I could have heard, you know. And now four or five years later, I'm able to do both, but it took that long, right? To right. like, yeah, you're right. It was so much harder for me to do slow, man. So much right. harder because there's these little gaps of time now nuances nuances now you have to control your voice for a longer period of time right yeah your finger you can't hide it down smoothly that has to be a smooth motion you can't hide that but if you're doing this there's there's no there's no nuance there right so 
same thing. Wow, that's true, man. It's a, it's amazing. As an aside from this whole conversation, it's amazing how many things in music apply to life. Um, <laughs> as you know, of being, you know, um, being a everyone musician. should go learn an instrument. Everyone. Yeah, and let's well, let's um, let's talk about that too. You say you have a chapter called Variety Over Rest, and um, you do a lot. I thought I did, did a lot of different things, man. You do a ton of different things. So okay. what you know, <laughs> this is. This is something I, I I'm back and forth on too because I'm at the I'm sometimes I look at it where well some of the most successful people that I've seen have done tunnel vision focus on one thing so and then some of the other most successful people that I've seen have became extremely successful in a bunch of different things so it seems to me there's no you know concrete there's no end all be all for everybody but what is that for you why did you write a chapter called Variety Over Rest? Well, it, it definitely stems from the idea of being full. So I think, so in the student context, and then I'll take it, you know, um, macroscopically. So, <clears throat> I think, okay. Um, so in the student context, we tend to think that it is okay to devote an entire day to studying one subject. That is absolutely wrong. Please stop doing that. Right. So instead, what's actually required of us is to give the brain smaller amounts of time to focus on individual topics so that it can process that and move on to something that's different. And the analogy that's given in the book <clears throat> is the idea of going to the gym. <clears throat> so gym heads, you'll know this. If you're in the gym, you don't work on your legs for six hours, right? Because <laughs> then you won't be able to walk for the entire week. <laughs> and so that's how that works. But if you work on your arms, right, for, if you work on your legs for two hours on Monday, then two hours on Wednesday, and two hours on Friday, yeah, you're going to be sore, but at least you'll be able to walk. <laughs> and then actually over time, you end up with significantly more growth. Why? Because Monday, you had a chance to rest on Tuesday, then you go again on Wednesday. You had a chance to rest on Thursday, you go again on Friday. Then sun Saturday and Sunday, you got a chance to rest. Now you're, well, I get to the brain, but your muscles have a chance to recuperate and actually grow. The same thing for your brain. If you're doing everything in one day, then you don't have a chance for your brain to settle and assimilate all of the information that you just got, Right. But if you do it spaced out, then, oh, I remember what I learned yesterday. Oh, this is sticking now. Okay, this makes more sense. Now you're laying the foundation, then you can build on top of it. So uh, the idea of variety over rest starts there for students, which is that you can, you're supposed to do multiple subjects every day, consistently, right? Um, now, on a macro macroscopic level, the idea of being full is that you have multiple aspects to your personality. And so to think that, you know, I'm only a business person, so I don't care about charity work. That's wrong. <laughs> right. I am. Um, you put only, yourself in a box. People put themselves. Right. I'm only a sports person. So I, I, I don't, I don't really need to know about the arts because that's not, that just makes you a blind person, you know? And there's so much to experience in the world, so much fullness that, you know, I think just limiting ourselves to focusing on one thing hurts us and we don't get to experience a full life. So um, yeah. that's at a macroscop macroscopic level. I think we don't understand the benefits until, you know, like it's hard to see, you know, hey, we're doing all these different things. We don't all, it's not always easy to see how they impact the other things that we do, but they do in a positive way, right? Uh, depending on what you're doing. I mean, you know, if you're doing hard drugs, well, maybe that's not going to impact it, but like, you know, I mean, if you're practicing music and then you're learning about investing and you're, you know, uh, starting a nonprofit and you know, it's like, right. they are going to cross reference. Like that's where people have asked me too. They're Absolutely. like, they're like, where does the, you're a music producer. I thought you make podcasts. Like, it's all audio, man. Like it's yeah. all gonna, you know, so it's like, I know how they all tie in. You don't have, it's somebody on the outside might not know. Um, I'm a mechanic. I was a mechanic for five years. Like how does that tie in? Well, 
it's it has opened my eyes to as much many things as white blue collars open my eyes to as much as white collar has. Right. I don't know about you if you've worked like how many work, blue collar jobs you've worked, but um, right. man, it's a different world. No, it is. If you go Absolutely. into that world with with that shirt on, like they're not even going to take you seriously. You know, like <laughs> right. you got to have like you better have some like dirt on your shirt and some right. like you know, uh, uh, your fingernails with some grease in them. Like they, they laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you go in the office, they're like, "Why do your hands look like that?" You know, right? Like, right. It's so funny, man. Um, you know, it's kind of getting off topic a little bit, but like still, um, you know, it, it, it comes back to the variety, and I'm so with you, man, because yeah. I would work my nine to five and come home and make music and podcasts. Right. Um, and the brain can handle it, you know. It can like handle we don't, it. We, we yeah. don't need to limit ourselves. We 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 can definitely handle more. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. Um, it, it's. It, I I think it's it's ultimately this is the this is where you have to be careful. If I'm a podcast, if I'm growing this podcast company, right, and then I'm also a musician on the side. If I am a musician on the side. Like, meaning I spend eight hours a day on the podcast company, I spend three hours a day on music. I cannot expect to grow the music at the same rate that the podcast grows. Right. So as long as you're okay with understanding and accepting that whatever you put the most time in and the most energy in is probably going to compound a lot faster than the things you put less in. As long as you're okay with that, I think you're good. Right. But I think people, everybody wants get rich quick. Everybody right. wants... Give me the way to do it the fastest, the easiest, and the most. Right, right. right. It doesn't exist. Never right. has. Never has existed. That's right. So, for maybe for a little while, maybe maybe for a little bit of money, right? For a little small amount of time, or a lot of money for a small amount of time, but it's not sustainable. There, um, there is a complex that getting rich too quickly can actually send you into depression. So, you know, the lottery. I mean, if you just look at lottery winners, that's going to tell you right there. Um, that's. It's a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't wish the lottery on my worst enemy. Why is that? Because it's just bad luck. It's it's people it's would say it's the best luck they've ever had in their life, though. No, it it you know you would think so. That's what they would say. That's what some people would say. I'm exactly. That's exactly everybody. what people would say, but it's just not true. <laughs> well, hey man, they went their whole life banking that the lottery was going to save them, man. And then they did. And then, <laughs> and, then and then they bought two Lamborghinis and three houses and lost it all two years later. And then um, and then they're miserable. And even yeah. if they don't lose it, they're miserable. And you see like suicide is one of the things that you know people struggle with when they win. Um just just miserable lives thereafter. Yeah. And that's just not fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Not fun. And and you know what? Comes back to this. What are you doing day to day? What are you doing with your time? Right? right, that's where it's it, and that's a lot of the impetus of this book too. I feel is absolutely is is, is do, man. What you've done is you've prioritized all these things. Many people can write books. Um, many people have a story to tell. Many people have value. I believe that. I believe yeah. that. And and I I think you are an outlier. I not think I know you are an outlier. Okay, but there's a lot of people who are also outliers who they don't even realize yet the potential. And I think you realized your potential pretty early. Um, and I think that's one of the things that that's where the mentor comes in, I think. Right. Because Men that's what, yeah. yeah, that's what he did for you is he kind of made you think for yourself. Right. Like he made you think he didn't think for you. He made you think. Right. And about myself too. <laughs> about yourself. You said, look at you, look at you right here. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I know you wrote this entire book, but what would, what would your advice be to a college student who's unsure to a student, a college student, a postgrad, a high school student? It doesn't really matter, but to somebody you can't stop looking, yeah, you can't stop looking. You have to, <clears throat> which is one of the ideas of being full. You never know what might pique your interest. You never know what might become your passion. Right. Um, I, I didn't know real estate would do what it did for me, but I tried it. <laughs> I'd say, hey, whoa, this this works, you know. Um, you have to try. You have to go out and try things and overcome that fear of um, what might my what might my family say? What would you know? So and so, what what if so and so happens? Right? You have to overcome that. It, those those things don't really matter in the long run. You know what? No one remembers me skipping lunch in high school. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one remembers that, right? No one, no one remembers the parties I didn't go to because I was teaching. No one remembers those things. And it's the same for you. People won't remember that. So keep trying and ignore the things that are telling you that maybe I can't, maybe I shouldn't. Just do it anyway. Kadeem, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. I could do another three hours probably. Um, the great. next one, I'd love to have you in person. Uh, a lot of the things that I w- I'd love to personally ask you about, um, I'd love to have you on you again to ask you um, about. There's a lot more that you do, like the real estate. We could do a whole hour on that probably. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to keep it keep it nice and short and sweet for the listeners. And and uh, this is just packed with value, so I really appreciate it. Um, you sure. know, your 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 book. Um, the, the full student is out on Amazon. You can buy it right now. Uh, there's a Kindle version as well. Uh, but where else can, you know, people find you and, and take value from what you do? So you can visit my website, thefullauthor.com, thefullauthor.com. You can also find me on Instagram. My handle is I am Cade underscore. I am K-A-D-E underscore. Um, and those are the two places you can find me on Instagram. You can find many of the links to the other places and on my website you can find the link to my other social media and, and other places and also on amazon if you google you know the full student kadim or you know go to my website you'll see the book so um do give it you know um a look and get the book i think if you know a high school student it would help them just tremendously um this is the book that i wish i had coming into college you know and perhaps had i had this book i would have done even more i'm telling you <laughs> you know people ask me if there's anything i would change i would have done more i would have <laughs> i would have doubled down on the things that i wasn't sure that i was right about you know what i mean and so if you if you know someone in high school if you know someone just starting their college journey even if you know someone that is unsure in graduate school and you know get them this book get this book for yourself give it a read and go be full and go live just an awesome life all of the links will be in the description for everybody listening watching right now um this has been another episode of bobcast we're on all podcast platforms the video is on youtube and uh all platforms even the ones nobody uses so thank you so much kadeem for being here today i really appreciate you having i really appreciate you being on the show today thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. I hope you got a ton of value from that episode. I know I did. If you could, I would please encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, that is the best way uh, to gain new listeners and grow and rank on the platform so new people can listen to the podcast. So if you do have a minute, um, probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds of your time uh, to leave us a review, uh, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, make sure to visit sodabeats.com. It's the best way to make beats online right now easiest way Uh, you can use them uh, for profit use uh, uh, no royalty fees or anything like that and uh, you get to keep the beat forever and do whatever you want with it it's great so more at sullybop.com video version on youtube you guys know the deal thank you so much i'm ryan sullivan this has been another episode of bobcast i'll see you guys on the next one this beat is by jello beats